This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Dr. Anthony Dunnigan, Vice President and CMIO of Valleywise Health in Phoenix. Dr. Dunnigan, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Hi, Laura. Thanks for having me. Now, I know we'll talk a lot about some of the big things happening in IT and technologies that you're really looking at right now. But before we dive into that discussion, I'm wondering if you could tell a little bit more about yourself and your background. Yeah, I'm the Vice President and Chief Medical Information Officer for Valleywise Health. We are the safety net county healthcare system for Maricopa County, which includes the greater Phoenix area and suburbs. I've been there just shy of seven years. We are an Epic shop, so we've been on Epic about 12 years. I've got the training team under me. I've got the medical informaticists under me, and I have the business intelligence team under me. And then I've got touch points all throughout the IT organization. So we're we're not a massive healthcare system, and it's nice because I've got pretty good visibility about what's going on and where we're at with technology in our system. And it's just a great outfit. We're very mission-driven, and, and one of the joys is using technology to meet the needs of our patients and our mission. Absolutely. That's really interesting to kind of hear the, the mix of uh, different people that you're working with and who are reporting to you. I'm wondering, especially in linking the informaticists and then the BI team, how do you work between those? What kinds of similarities do you see? And what are some of the differences between working with those two teams? Well, there's been some nice synergy. And of course, no two org charts are alike and ours has evolved. But what I'm finding today is the, the language of what we're trying to do in many areas is data. And in particular, bringing data into workflows and representing data and visualizing it and the folks that need to turn data into knowledge so that they can conduct campaigns or do outreach. So it's a really nice synergy having some of the data and reporting folks alongside me in my org chart with the informaticists where we pull that together and get all of that empowering great care. That makes a ton of sense. Thank you for going through that with us. Now, what are the top three trends in healthcare that you're following today? So it's been an interesting year and I'm so appreciative of folks like Beckers who are keeping us up to date on all the news. Things are so rapidly changing. If I look in my world and in my crystal ball, there's a few things that have definitely floated up and, and have stayed very much in my work stream this year. Uh, telehealth, remains near the top of the list. We had an amazing year last year. We went from literally zero visits to 200,000 by the end of the fiscal year. We, it was just the perfect storm of technology combined with a very pressing operational need and some remarkable clarity overnight on the business front. Uh, here in Arizona, we've, we've recently passed some legislation. We've been forward thinking here. So we, we know that interactive audio and video is certainly here to stay. We're trying to understand to a greater extent, audio-only options. We're very cognizant of our options and the digital divide and making sure we can offer virtual care to everybody. So I'd say we're trying to move more tactical to a, a more strategic place in 2021. We think there's a role for it along the this line, and it's really now about connecting virtual and in-person visits together in ways where we maintain quality. We know there's things that patients have to come in the door for, immunizations, cancer screen certain parts of caring for their diseases require in-person visits. So we're definitely putting all that together and continue to look robustly across that space. I'd say that's probably number one. A close second right now for me is population health and value-based care. We knew we'd be really embracing that here as, as we got the virtual care up and running. You know, we've worked very closely with many of our payers, uh, with our state Medicaid program, 
And that just really fuels some of the things we're trying to do from a population health front. And, and having a virtual option just adds more to that. So we've really gotten to know the folks in the clinics that are doing care coordination, outreach, pop health. One of the challenges for my team, and it's another great example of how data and, and informaticians can come together. So we're trying to find savvy ways to represent where we're at with our quality metrics. It could be at a provider level. It could be the providers rolling up to the clinic level. It could be slicing out by a certain payer or plan. We know that folks need all that data. The good news is it's a lot of the same metric permeate all of those plans and arrangements. So it's partly, you know, how do we capture that in, in the EMR? How do we represent that and visualize it? How do we communicate and get data plans? And how do we programize all that? So we've got a very robust for all the pop health tools we can get. And value-based care is a particularly important component. Number three on my list remains wellness. Uh, and we were just at our group meeting in Wisconsin at Epic. And I was heartened to see, you know, a continued emphasis on wellness, efficiency, and things we can do with technology to make providers' lives better and to allow them to provide better care for their patients. So we've got a, a small wellness program here. We pair a couple of talented people with providers who are struggling and do some configurations in Epic and show them some things that they just haven't got to. We try and get around the, the workarounds and, and optimize the system where we can. It's intense. You know, it takes one-on-one -on -one time to do that. So my goal is to build that team out. And the other part of it is bringing more folks on board as builders. So we've got super users. We've got champions. I'd like to emulate what some other systems have done and produce more physician builders, actually, who, who can work directly with their peers and do a deeper optimization in the ER. So I remain bullish on that. We'll talk a little bit about exciting technologies to come. There's on the voice area that will lend itself very well to that wellness and efficiency work. So Laura, that's my top three. Fantastic. Yeah, I think that all comes together Well, it's looking at telehealth and virtual health aspect of things and really going from tactical to strategic as you're thinking about that for integrating into your healthcare delivery plans in the future more population health. And then the wellness side of things is really interesting. And particularly when you talk about, you know, bringing on more physician builders, what that takes. Do you feel like right now, you know, the, the health system has interested physicians or, or could have people that would be great candidates to do that? And, and what really makes that type of person on the clinical side that could be a great informaticist or, or a builder as well? Yeah, that's a great question. Often the enemy is time. Part of the role of being a good builder is having 10 to 20% of your time available to work with IT and, and, and then sort of have an informatics presence with your staff and then practice what you preach and what you've built and get it in action. So uh, there's definitely people out there that, that are skilled, that are tech enthusiasts, that work really well with us. I'd love to have one of those folks in, in all of our key service areas, in our key spaces, inpatient, ambulatory, behavioral health, the ED, I think of all you know the, the major departments, they've all got sort of unique niches as far as uh, orders and documentation. There's some overarching commonality at all. You know, and one of the things in that area where I'm really working with partners and champions out there is on the documentation, making it cleaner. I love hearing all this and I love hearing it come from Epic, how they're working on something to reduce note bloat. We're all sharing our notes with patients now through information blocking. So we want cleaner, easy to read notes that are rich in information that add value both to the patient and other providers and care team members. So just a snapshot of where I think some of those physician builders can help us. That makes a ton of sense. 
And how else do you think that your role, as well as the teams you work with, it will evolve in the next year or two? Well, I think the, the push is going to continue to be to get to, you know, I've heard it called EHR 2.0 or 3.0 or some of that higher level order stuff where, where we're taking more of the advanced technologies, putting them at the point of care, deep into the practices in all of those spaces, and just making technology work more for people, allowing it to help make better decisions, pull the right data in at the right time. Uh, I'm very appreciative of you know, the various human factor engineers that keep working on these complex systems and making them easier to use. We've taken a lot of scrolling and clicking away. And so it takes talented folks in my world to do all that. And, you know, I'm always grateful for people that have a clinical background and, and can speak to clinicians, know the technology, and can put all that together and make this stuff work to its greatest extent. I think as the technology gets more complicated, things like AI and data analytics and some of this amazingness coming with voice-driven tools is going to take very talented people just to continue to synergize all that and get it working in the right way. Absolutely. I think that's a really great point and definitely is worth thinking about and making sure you've got the right skill sets in the right spots. And, and it sounds like you've been doing that. Now, before we wrap up our conversation, I would love to hear from you about some of the most interesting technologies and applications that are coming across your desk today. I know you've alluded at a few, but just from your perspective, what is really going to make a difference in the future? Well, and we think a lot about that. We've got a new tower going up. So by the end of 2023, we'll have a brand new a medical center in our system. And I'm, I try and think about the technologies I'll want to see in there in the next two to five years. Epic was daring and again, did a live demo of some of the voice-driven technologies. They've, they've partnered with Nuance where they're a partner of ours as well. And it's just, I think of things that are absolute game changers and having an ambient technology like that, that will listen and understand context and write the note for the provider and queue up orders. It, it's, it's just going to be groundbreaking. And it, it, it lends to everything we're trying to do with efficiency and wellness. So I'm really excited about voice and where that takes us. We're careful with other partners we work with and bring in. The goal is going to continue to be to make the technology more intuitive, frame data in the right way. A lot of work around care gaps and some very interesting things on the payer side where we're deepening our data sharing technologies. It's got a payer platform now and just better ways we can understand where care gather and get those closed. It's got a bit of a pop health feel to it as well. So there's really good stuff coming. We're going to continue to, to leverage everything, deepen our maturity in this space. And like I said at the beginning, it's just thrilling to see all this used to, to provide care to our particular population. And they're very appreciative of it. And I'll tell you, I've, I've been blown away with some of our patients. English is not their first language. They're utilizing a smartphone of a family member in some cases, and they're pulling off these virtual visits in, in stellar fashion. That's really great to hear. And Dr. Dunnigan, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. This has been a really insightful discussion, and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Laura, thank you so much.